welcome back to the If I Tell You podcast. I am joined here by my third favorite person. <laughs> Hi, Alex. Hi, how's it going? What's up? Good. Hi. I'm glad to know that I'm number three. Um, <laughs> I'm not mad about it. I I could have been placed lower. Um, you could have. You definitely could have. have. But you know you're in the top three all the time. Ew, love that for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you can introduce yourself. I don't like doing introductions for people. I feel like I always leave off some type of accomplishment. You oh, know? please. Okay, where do I start? I'm kidding. Um, hi, guys. My name is Alexander Wong. Uh, I am currently a design student in San Francisco, also a internationally published photographer, and uh, I think that's about it, and Amanda's friend. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and one of my best support systems. Oh, yes. Yes. And a fellow nest lever. Yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Can you imagine? Amanda, how long has it been? Oh my God, it has been... It's been a while. It's been so long since... Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, you are my fave. You're one of my favorite oh, people. Baby, you're one of my favorite people too. The love is strong, if you guys couldn't tell. <laughs> the love is real. It crosses the whole... It crosses the border literally international <laughs> borders yep <laughs> but okay so this week's episode is called who am i so we really wanted to focus the discussion around trying to figure out who we are once we leave home and alex and i have that in common we are both <sighs> We are both birds who have left the nest. I don't feel like I was ready, but like... <laughs> oh, no, I don't think you were ready either, to be honest. But <laughs> I think you you took it in stride, and you've done really well. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Everybody back home is very proud of you, as you know. Stop this behavior. Girl, look at yeah. us right now. We're in a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Well, the first question that I posed to you was, how did your family or location shape the way that we behaved, you know? Girl, well, I think <laughs> for for all the Jamaicans that are listening, I think we all know or have had this very unique experience of having a Jamaican upbringing. And even more so of some that had like, a very traditional Jamaican upbringing in the church, having to go to church every Saturday or Sunday. Um, oh yes. Uh, Bible study, if you and guys participate. Did that. Oh, and yes. participate. Not yeah. just go; you had to participate. Especially, um, Amanda and I were in the Anglican church. Anglicans. And they, <laughs> being a part of the Anglican church, I want to say it's a different experience compared to, like, say. Um, like a Baptist church or a SDA. I think Anglican, like the Anglican church is just so very structured and ritualistic and yeah. honestly kind of boring sometimes. <laughs> it, it, you, get used, you get used to the boring, but it is, it's a structured environment. It's yes. very, you know what it is when you're there. Yes, very much so. But 
coming growing up in Jamaica, I I feel like I have a different perspective than a lot of other Jamaican kids growing mm-hmm. up. Um, I've I have friends that, I mean, obviously not you because Auntie Maxine loved you. She still oh, yeah. loves you, my best friend. Yes, number <laughs> one. Um, but the I want to say a lot of the um a lot of my friends and people that I know didn't really s- receive the like physical love and attention and just like affection that I had received and I'm sure you had received yeah. as well from Auntie Maxine and the family. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um and yeah, I think wasn't... that has a really big part in who I am and just like how lovey dovey and like, hey let me get a hug, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's weird seeing people who aren't affectionate. Like, it's, yeah. it's weird, but you know, it's how they are, and we just adjust, I guess. But we do share that, yes. you know, growing up Jamaican, specifically our generation of Jamaican, where we were kind of at that bridge between being traditionally Jamaican and also having that kind of western influence oh yes of course yes people telling us that we were too americanized which is interesting because um yesterday my partner and i were going over like jamaican history and politics and so on and so forth and we were always influenced by the americans yeah like it's not it's not new that kind of structured way of being yes it can be kind of restrictive sometimes, you know, not being allowed to express fully who we are. Like, I remember wanting to wear wigs, like colored wigs. And oh, I people, would, oh, people would roast me. And it was until I came here that I just didn't care. And I was able to kind of do that mm. and wear what I want and wear the colors that I felt like. And yes. ugh. It's like you're constantly running from judgment sometimes when it feels like it was so unavoidable at times. Like you were doing good, judged. Doing bad, judged. You're not doing anything, judged. Which is really crazy to me because I, as generally a relaxed people, if you know what I mean. Like Jamaicans make one of the happiest people on the planet. Um, For for a culture that's so laid back and just very go with flow we're we're really judgmental as yeah a, we're really like, police each other we're very <laughs> hyper vigilant like we are watching what each other do we are we see what you're wearing we see what you're doing you know we see what you do in the afternoons we are watching you like oh gosh and even as like teenagers it felt like every person was watching us oh my goodness well high school oh my goodness that was a whole experience we'll we'll have a whole episode (laughs) for that one day but um another thing i want I, i have my notes right here another thing i wanted to briefly mentioned was just a check on um a check on privilege and like mm. how privilege has had affect me growing up um yesterday I, last night i had a revelation of like a check on my privilege and 
I was a pretty privileged kid, not gonna lie. Like my mom and my dad, when he was around, they, my grandparents, they really, man, shout out to you guys. Like they really um, let me have the world as much as they could, you know. I love your mommy. Oh, She's so mom. nice. Shout out to my mom. <laughs> love. And Tita. Number one. <laughs> but I think sometimes that we, I just, forget you know like forget the privilege check and just like forget who was there and like why we are the way we are and Mm -hmm. the people who really influenced us you know yeah honestly having that family support i will say it's not a common experience that a lot of jamaican definitely not like i feel honestly so blessed Mm -hmm. and so privileged if you'll allow me to borrow it because it makes such a difference in the experience that you have growing up even culturally you know I didn't feel as judged I felt like I could talk to my mom about nearly everything and it's encouraged me as a person to be a lot more open with my opinions and Mm -hmm. talk if I don't like something I'll say it I'm not afraid to say it oh yes we all know that (laughs) (laughs) I didn't bring you on here to roast me. <laughs> Love you too, baby girl. <laughs> but I think we can move forward and discuss like how leaving really affected how we saw ourselves. You know, I think oh, I, I had a bit of a cold water dip when mm. I just got here. It was a big shock. I kind of plunge. <laughs> yeah, it felt like I really forgot who I was, you know, all the immediate things that make me comfortable mm. and all the things that I'm used to. Like, you weren't there. Mm. I didn't have Kayla around. I didn't have my mom. I didn't have all those things that make me comfortable enough to express how I really am. So I kind of went into a a shell, if you call yes. it. Yeah. I don't know. You, you really, like, bit the bullet. And I, I remember when you left. You are just like gone. I was like, oh my gosh, Amanda's going to university. It's cold. <laughs> she's gonna be in the middle of nowhere. Like the, the closest airport's three hours away. How, like if anything happens, who, who's you know like who's who is your immediate support system? Obviously, you've built that for yourself there, and I'm very grateful yeah. for everybody that uh, the network that you've made. Me personally, leaving the nest, I I think I had. I think I was a little bit more prepared compared to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, for me, how leaving the nest didn't necessarily change how I saw myself. It m- opened my eyes more to be able mm-hmm. to see more of myself and what I wanted to do and what I liked and didn't like and, you know, kind of self-exploration that you cannot you can't obviously do back home especially in a very judgmental place like jamaica um (laughs) there (laughs) we there's just so so many things that make you like realize what you're comfortable with and what you're not comfortable with and how how your environment really affects you. Mm-hmm. Um, for us being in Jamaica for the amount of time that we were, which is basically 
almost all of our life, like right, you know, up to now. It was in those good formative years, too, yeah. those crucial, those crucial ages where we kind of felt like we really couldn't express as much. You just kind of had to go with what was the there and what was, yeah, unquote, unquote. what was considered the norm, quote unquote. <laughs> yeah you were always such a visionary like i'm not gonna gas you too much (laughs) because i know how you are but i'd always wish like i was like as forward thinking as you like you always had goals and stuff you were doing it was so it kind of inspired me to move and Mm. do things because i didn't want to be left behind in terms of progress i mean everybody moves at their own pace yeah yes but i think that that portion of my life um 2015 onwards to 2018 that little span of years when i was you know getting myself together and establishing myself and just kind of doing what i like to do and i just happen to also be good at it and be recognized for it which i think is something that's very important and is also again a privilege check you're so good a lot of people don't have that like opportunity to go out and do what they want to do and you know get Mm -hmm. paid for it um so i think that really set a foundation in not only my like personal life and getting to know people and networking but also making me realize what i was comfortable doing and what i wasn't comfortable doing and you know what you're willing to compromise on exactly what yeah like that oh man come from compromise well that like the concept of having to you know not like basically go with the flow Mm -hmm. your plans usually never go to plan you know no no especially in like our jamaican setting where you know things just kind of it's stuff yeah stuff is just happening (laughs) it's there and it's Duh. things are gone <laughs> <laughs> like it's wow it's uh. it's different it's different and you really kind of see who you are oh, of course yeah when you leave the without the external noise and kind of worrying about how other people are seeing you mind you society is society you know the no matter where you go people are always gonna be overly interested in your life and watching you and seeing what you're doing and always have something to criticize and say but without that kind of over vigilance that is present in collectivist cultures Mm. i'll i'll consider jamaica collectivist culture because the states and canada they're just so very individualistic very self-oriented yes you know when you kind of are in a space where it's i'm worried about me you gotta worry about you yes you really get the space to discover who you want to be and do things and really kind of become more comfortable with yourself Mm. contrary to that though Mm. i think i think it's up to one to have this self-awareness or like attempt to develop a self-awareness because even though us as a collective society there is so much individualism 
that I think like every single Jamaican has. There's just there's just this energy. That's true. There's just this That's energy true. that like me, you know, like I'm here in the space. Like yeah. there there's a energy that we, we all radiate. We claim the energy in the space. Like Literally. you can identify Jamaicans in the space. And I think moving away really did kind of force me to lean into that as yeah, well. Like as a Jamaican, I have a presence. I'm different. I'm always been raised to be original. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we cannot help but stand out sometimes. <laughs> Which is not necessarily a bad thing, but you know, when you want to no, <laughs> Not all the time, no. Yeah. So, I'll ask this question about, like, an identity crisis. More, like, relative to a culture shock type of thing. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. I know you were there through my experience. Oh, yes. That's okay. Yes. Mm. Oh my goodness. All of the phone calls. Oh my goodness. <laughs> You're showing me up more than Kayla. <laughs> but it's okay. I like it. <laughs> hey, you got to keep it real. Not everything is going to be pretty. <laughs> yeah, like you were there for a lot of what I experienced, you know, kind of feeling it's a bit lost. And... So different for you, though. Like, Yeah, I felt very disconnected at times and really forgot who I was. Mm. Do you think do you think that was because of just how different the culture is where you are now or do you think that that was just because you like didn't have that solid self-awareness for the lack of a better word or like was the identity not was it just kind of all over the place or it felt like it didn't have like a like a concrete type of form, you know? Like, I was here, I was Jamaican, and the ways of expressing my Jamaicanness were not acceptable. You know, they weren't accepted. And I was kind of really hyper-aware of how people perceived it. You know, was I being too loud? Am I being too this? Am I too that? You know, am I too opinionated? Should I talk less? It was just a whole bunch of stuff to the point that I kind of just really just burrowed into myself and stopped talking to a lot of people and kind of took time for myself which I think was very necessary but forgetting who you are and how you're used to being is very scary and it's very difficult to kind of come to terms with I think, yeah. I think for me, um, coming coming to uh, San Francisco, I I think I I already had a an idea of what it would be like. Um, you know, tech central, super expensive, very very like international, quote unquote, in a way, since all the tech companies are here. But I, I think my sense of identity crisis was just not having anyone to relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, fortunately, I found a very small group of Jamaicans here that I'm very close with right now. But the first, 
first year and a half, two years was it was it was kind of hard because apart from the phone calls to you and my other friends and the family that there was no space to express that like that part of my identity and mm-hmm. it's very interesting because at at school I'm I'm that like Jamaican kid that doesn't look Jamaican Mm-hmm. So for everyone it's like super confusing like you don't you don't sound Jamaican but then you know when you put on the voice you're like mm-hmm. you're like oh okay <laughs> so i and my identity crisis was just more so of like a not, cultural thing yeah, you know like, not having exactly yeah mm-hmm. not having that connection i felt that but i also had like a community here that Ooh, even that was difficult to relate to, you know. Like I wasn't that Jamaican, right. <laughs> and <laughs> and that's not to say that anything is wrong with them. Like love them, love their community, love what they're doing for themselves. But I was, I didn't feel like I belonged in that space either, and it felt like you're kind of, I was kind of floating around there, yeah, yeah I mean, just existing. Yeah. yeah and you kind of have to decide if you're gonna exist or if you're going to live so I made the decision that I was going to live regardless of how people thought of me and I remember that's what Jamaican Amanda was like yes <laughs> found yourself yeah rediscovered <laughs> Yes, we can definitely push forward through to the second part of this discussion now. Rediscovering yourself. I read a thing and it was talking about how a lot of your 20s is rediscovering the parts of your childhood that you really loved and things that made you authentically you and I couldn't agree with it more. You know, I I remember not painting anything, not drawing anything, mm. not listening to music, not dancing, you know, not dancing at all. <laughs> I think that re like one thing when when you would ask when I saw this question, I I thought of what like what makes you 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 know like what parts of you yeah do you want to realize and want to rationalize and want to think about um for me right now uh i uh, like i try to always want to live my best life quote unquote um, i love that for you i <laughs> Not in the sense of oh we're just gonna like go out and spend money or we're just and do whatever and, yeah no. <laughs> not no it's more a very of uh, am I eating today um, yeah did is your mental health okay are you doing are you drinking too much are you um, spending too much money are you not making enough money are you drinking enough water you know are you keeping moisturized is yeah. the it's the little things that like always come back full circle, you know. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like keeping tabs on yourself. Yeah, exactly. 
yeah. it's always about being present and having mm-hmm. again that self-awareness that oh I probably should eat breakfast I probably should eat lunch oh let me you know get groceries um but it's I think I'm also having a realization that a lot like you mentioned a lot of the things that I liked and disliked during my childhood is really being reflected right now and Mm -hmm. all I can do is just think about why do I feel that way why did I like this why didn't I like this and what's the root of who I am right exactly Mm -hmm. which is some really philosophical questions to ask like a 20 something right (laughs) (laughs) it's those deep questions that I really want to talk about because honestly you forget how much you think about them of course like they come into your head at the most random times I feel like I'm in the stage of rediscovery while you're really just expanding on your already amazing identity. You know, you're just becoming a fuller, more adult Alex. Oh, baby girl, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Been adulting for a little bit now. (laughs) No, you're doing so good. (laughs) I think think a lot of it has to do with... um, just knowing what you want or having an idea of what you want even if it's something so uh vague having a very mild goal is better than having no goal at all you know like oh i want to get up 30 minutes earlier tomorrow morning set set the alarm you know um it's a, a lot of it has to do with obviously like self-motivation and you know sometimes especially for us that's really hard we have mm-hmm. all these distractions um we all know all of the distractions yes uh there is also external factors um family friends relationships work school um it's really hard sometimes to of course stay focused and stay on top of the game and obviously Mm -hmm. sometimes you're going to fall off the horse Mm -hmm. and land right on your face and it's gonna hurt (laughs) it's gonna hurt it's gonna hurt but you literally just have to get back up and i'm going to try and also follow my own advice that i'm giving right now (laughs) but sometimes for me right now the biggest motivation is school um Mm -hmm. I know how much my mom gives um, and like all the effort and energy she puts out and I also have to put out to get the schooling done because as we all know, tuition is expensive. So expensive. (laughs) Especially now with the current um, current Uh, affairs in the world. I don't want to talk about it. Um, My chest hurts. uh, Listen, but it's really about having 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 an end game you know like what what do you want what do you want for yourself what do you want for the people around you if you so care about them that much because you know there's some people i think you have to really prioritize yourself and your needs oh of course what's important like what 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 are your needs you know yeah you have to really prioritize the things that are in your best interest yes but sometimes that's blurred you know like all the external factors, like how, how do you keep yourself on yourself? 
Mm. Like holding yourself accountable or Yeah. Like like how how do you make sure that you're always always on top of things? Like Well it's discipline. You know, it takes real self discipline. Like you have to you have to sit down and think about what are the consequences of you not holding yourself to task for skipping out on your responsibilities what do you lose by not putting your priorities first you know Mm -hmm. and that all happens through the process of kind of as you said goal setting Mm -hmm. you know what are your goals what do you want for you and who do you want to be that's the biggest that's the biggest question who do you yeah (laughs) who do you want to be i thought I sat down and I thought about it and I don't know. I don't have like a set specific goal, but I kind of know where it is I want to go, Mm. what I want to do. You know, I'm already heart set on professor. Yes. But doctor. (laughs) <laughs> I'd, I'd prefer to just be somebody who makes a difference yeah. you know and making a difference starts with small changes of you know you have to make a difference in your life first and then you oh, can yes. make a difference in other people's life and that requires you to get up take a shower eat breakfast yes <laughs> brush your teeth yes <laughs> wear your mask if you're wear your outside. mask <laughs> yes <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it feels weird right? not being in the nest. I don't know, but like I, I, I also feel like we both feel very relieved, you know. And Honestly, also, I know what would happen had I not taken the steps. The leap. So, <laughs> yes, had I not left out, you know, I, I'd stay where it's comfortable, and I think mm. it's about leaving your comfort zone, and that's when you grow, and that's when you see what you can do, what you're capable of, man. Like the things that you're doing, you, oh man, Alex. Me? Oh, yeah. I, I thought you were just talking generally. No, not me. You. <laughs> I'm gonna definitely keep that in there. <laughs> <laughs> But the things that you're doing, you know, you're you're accomplishing it all for you, and it's you who's doing it. Mm. Funny you mentioned that because I, as much as I would like to take the credit for me, I personally right now I'm like you had mentioned. I I want to be someone who is very pro change very as as corny and cheesy as it sounds i would like to change the world or be a part of a movement or just like every mickle mecca mokle you know like every small change will eventually lead to something something bigger and better for maybe not our generation maybe not the generation after that but for the sustainability of of just us and you know like who we are and the culture and yeah just keep keep the history going keep writing the history like i i think it's very important to to know 
where you're coming from to know where you're going. Mm-hmm. Um, being being able to have the privilege of you know know having access to my family history um, and just like history of the environment that we're currently in and the environments that we've been in. I think a lot about like how how is how are the all these external factors affecting you and like your decision making mm. like what how how does it make you feel you know how does that make you feel <laughs> how does yes. that make me like now how does that makes me feel like we all know we all know the story behind this i don't need to explain it what what can i do to like change slowly change how everything will go why are things the way they are you know and i that's also another big philosophical question that we can get another time but <laughs> <laughs> like you have to know or eventually try and attempt to figure out what you want for yourself right some people don't get to that point unfortunately some people do earlier some people do later some people never know no one really knows what they're doing like ever i think <laughs> uh, you eventually have to like find find yourself in okay i don't know where i was going with it <laughs> oh my god uh, <laughs> cut at 37 minutes. 37.05. Same. Yeah. No, this is good. Yes. This is good. Yes. Yeah. Beep. But we have to kind of have to figure out where you're from to know where you're going. That's a really good point. Yeah, I know. Yeah. My, my grandpa taught me that. How are you going to know where you're going if you don't know where you're coming from? Yeah gotta know somehow and if you don't know and you can't find out make your own history yes be be your best self do what you want to do obviously within within reason (laughs) yes Um, just develop a self-awareness so you know what kind of mark you're making and what kind of presence you're leaving yes know your energy Know your energy Find and out what, what kind it of is. energy you want to project. Yes. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. as simple as it sounds, it's, it's very difficult, as we all know. Oh, yes. It is not an easy process. But is there anything you can say about, like, how you've been trying to figure that out? Um, personally, I've been working... Lately, within the last maybe three or four months, I've been kind of stepping away from my work um, just because I've realized that my personal personal life, my mental well-being, my physical well-being is, needs to take more priority. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you got to recuperate. If your body and mind is there, then everything if your body and mind isn't there, then everything else won't be, you know? That's right. Um, Got to take care of yourself. Got to take care of yourself. So that's what I'm trying to do right now. 
I'm trying to really refocus and rediscover what I I like where I find happiness, what makes me happy, like what what calms me as well. And another big thing I'm really trying to work on is like triggers, you know, like why mm-hmm. why do I feel the way I feel? Why is this a trigger? Is it because, you know, something happened last week or is this like a childhood trauma? Mm-hmm. Is it just because I don't like this thing, you know? It's I think developing self-awareness. All, I think we can all very much benefit from figuring out what causes us to act. It may not be like a violent trigger or right. something that sparks a particular emotion per se like a strong emotion but I think understanding ourselves is such a such an important thing that we often overlook you know for most of us it's going through the motions yeah. I know for me it's I'm doing this cause yeah yeah pretty much like the, 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 <laughs> you just do it because that's what you're used to you know like that's, that's yeah your mechanism that's how your system works yeah but we're deeper than that oh, of course there's more than that there and i think once we unlock the keys to that we'll be so much better off Mm. gotta gotta know or have an idea of like why 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 you do what you do yeah anyway i think this is a good point to end it on yes yes thank you alex so much for joining me anytime baby girl yes Thank you, Alex, so much for joining me on today's podcast. Anytime. Hope to come back soon. (laughs) Yes, I love having you. And you will probably be another source of information for me on and off the podcast. Oh, yes. You know where to find me. (laughs) Yes. If you've made it to the end of this podcast, I want to thank you so much for walking with the both of us on this journey. And we hope to see you in the next one. Love and light. Bye. Bye.